Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did the ball come out before he broke the plane? This is a call that could determine the whole game right here. Sneed! It's out. Who has played as at the highest level this entire season, Jim? Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet's MGM on the BetQL Network. CBS with the call there, Jim Nance and Tony Romo in yesterday's AFC Championship game between... Baltimore and Kansas City. Sneed made a couple of plays. I mean, that yeah. getting that ball out of Zay Flowers' hands was crazy. As he as yeah. he should. He certainly did. Uh breaking news about uh the guy who made the strip sack yesterday on Lamar Jackson, Chiefs defensive lineman Charles Amenahu diagnosed with a torn ACL. Uh Jordan Schultz reporting that. So we will talk about that. But a reminder to everybody the big game is right around the corner and we'll be on site all week in Las Vegas. The Beckville Network is bringing you live shows. The BetMGM Sportsbook in Mandalay Bay. You better you bet. We'll have special guest appearances, guest appearances, and breakdowns to get you ready to bet on the year's biggest game. Catch it all right here on the BetQL Network. That's going to be a lot of fun. One week from today, but uh, yeah, Ladar uh, Sneed yesterday, Ken was uh, he made the play of the game on Zay Flowers with that fumble as the Ravens were going in for a touchdown. Ravens with a couple of. Red zone turnovers yesterday. Just one of those games. You know, the Chiefs won the turnover battle 3-0 in a game like that. I've been impressed with Mahomes this year, Ken, because his entire career, obviously Kansas City's had great offenses, and, you know, they haven't had good defenses. So they've had to outscore people, especially, you know, in the playoffs and when they go up against good teams. But I think his ability this season to kind of know when his defense is really playing well, and almost when he has to play like complimentary football, right? I mean, the Ravens pitched a shutout yesterday in the second half, but you just never got the feeling like that they were going to come back and win that game. And I think Mahomes and the offense understood the way that they maybe would come back in that game is if the Ravens forced a turnover, if they got a defensive touchdown. Obviously, in that Detroit-San Francisco game, one of the turning points was that Gibbs fumble. So, you know, as great as Mahomes is, and you know, best quarterback in football, one of the best ever. I think his ability to understand when his defense is playing well and when all he needs to do is maybe pick up a couple first downs, win the field position battle. Um, to me, that was just as impressive as the first two drives of the game yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think what it speaks to, and this will come up a lot, uh, well, I, I would love to do Super Bowl MVP at some point before we get off the air. Uh, I've done a bunch on it already this week. I think what it speaks to is 
Like what is, what is the identity of this team? And I know that sounds like a, a weird topic to do on a betting show, but I think what you find historically is that the Super Bowl MVP winner or like how the team wins the Super whoever wins it, whether the Niners win it, we'll get to Niners Lions, probably in this segment, honestly. Whoever wins the Super Bowl, like the MVP actually tends to be reflective of like, well, that was the story of the season. Even if like a, you know, it's somebody that see, is seemingly random, like Malcolm Smith wins for the the Seahawks. Well, they were the Legion of Boom defense that like defined their team. So yeah, like Cam Chancellor didn't win and Richard Sherman didn't win, but like that's what the team was. Like that, an incredibly stifling defense and like a good young quarterback in Russell Wilson, but like a defense that's like memorable, the legend, historic, honestly. And even though he wasn't the biggest part of that, he was a part of it. Like 2002 Buccaneers, like Dexter Jackson, like their, their defense, I think they wrote too, right? The Dexter Jackson, like, okay, it wasn't Warren Sapp and it wasn't Derek Brooks and it wasn't John Lynch, but like the defense was the reason why that team was historic or good. And so a representative of that defense won. So I think with the Chiefs, what you're pointing at or pointing to is that's interesting is I think there's like some ambiguity even still about this. Like what what is this Chiefs team? Like, what is it? Like when a team has the Legion of Boom, you know it's the Legion of Boom. You know it is the Legion of Boom in week eight. Like you didn't need the playoffs to show you it was the Legion of Boom. Uh you know, the Bears in the 80s, like uh, when Von Miller won for Denver, they were number one in every statistical category on defense. And they had Peyton Manning with no neck, like throwing passes. Like it was really obvious what this was. I, I'm still kind of not confused is the wrong word. Just like unclear. Like what, what is this? Is it like, is it, is it, is the, am I not giving the defense enough credit? And that's actually what it is. It's like a legendary defense. Is it, is it just balance? Is it like running game and defense? Is it just like, is it, is it Kelsey and that's it, which we'll talk about at some point? Like, what is it? And honestly, the fact that it's balanced is probably what makes it so good. But I, I find myself thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, you know, if Mahomes wasn't playing quarterback and if, uh, you know, they didn't have the Chiefs across their chest, we'd almost think of them as like a running football team with, with a really good sure. defense. Like very um, low scoring games. They do, especially against good teams. And that's why that, you know, that total yesterday to, you know, the naked eye kind of looked low at 44 with the two quarterbacks that were playing in the game, but also two really good defenses as well. You know, for me, Ken, when also looking at this game yesterday from a Ravens standpoint and something to just monitor when they play Kansas City in the future because they do play them next year, I've just noticed this as a fan. And it's the one team where I think the Ravens have this issue against is they have a Chiefs problem where when they play against him, they try to unleash Lamar like too much, right? They can play any other team in the league and they stick to their DNA and they run the football and they try and possess clock and all this. But it's like the Ravens have this idea that when Lamar goes against Mahomes, it's like they almost have to prove to themselves and like everybody else that Lamar is just as good a passer as Mahomes. And that's why they haven't been as successful. I've always thought that's what frustrates me is when they play the chiefs is that the Ravens, they never play their best games against Kansas city because they just, they're always uncharacteristic. They never do the things that make them successful against other teams, right? Like when they play San Francisco, when they played Jacksonville, when they played Miami, they're balanced. They run the football. They build off that with play action. And when they play Kansas City, 
in the second half yesterday, that game was never it was never more than a 10-point lead for the Chiefs. The Ravens only gave the ball to Gus Edwards twice. Justice Hill didn't have any carries. They combined for five yesterday. Zay Flowers had two. It just, it, you know, I thought things would be a little different yesterday, especially the way the first quarter started with the fourth down run with Lamar and the QB power and then Gus Edwards for 16 yards, and they just got away from that. But to me, that's the thing that really nobody's talking about today is it's a specific thing for the Ravens when they play against Kansas City, and they always do it, and they always try and make Lamar this pocket passer when you just got to let Lamar be Lamar. I've always thought he's at his best when he's running and he's playing like schoolyard ball, right? And he's just being the crazy athlete that he is, like on the touchdown yesterday. Like, he's probably the only human on earth that can make that play. Maybe one or two or three. Um, and when you just try, when you just drop him back every play, every play, every play, it's just, it almost gets him out of a rhythm. And uh, that's my biggest concern. And it's going to be something interesting to watch, you know, for years to come when the Ravens play the Chiefs. Do they finally commit to the ground game? Because Buffalo finally started to do that. Um, I want to see if the Ravens can do that when they play him next year. Yeah, I, I totally understand. I, yeah, I mean, a bizarre game plan, obviously, like Todd Munkin bringing this offensive coordinator. Like, he's not Greg Roman. We're not going to just run these, like, kind of really creative run packages with fullbacks and tight ends. And, you know, like, that's not what this is going to be. Lamar is going to pass a lot more. He won the MVP. He's going to win the MVP this year. And, yeah, to see that run-pass split. And it's, again, like, low-scoring game. Like, they were not down multiple possessions a lot and if they were it was still early like there was still time to do anything they wanted to do and the bills had had a lot of success running the ball with their great offensive line against the chiefs curious is probably the right word like what you know like i'm not an offensive coordinator i never like to be like well this guy's stupid and he's like nick will do that tomorrow when he comes on uh but just like what what was this like what what <laughs> like what, what what are we doing here um especially like that's the strength of the chiefs like they have, they have first team all pro slot corner. They have another outstanding outside cornerback, boundary cornerback. Like they're, they have, you know, Reed would have made an interception probably, or maybe would have made the interception on the play. Lamar passes it, he catches it and runs as part of like that absolutely insane uh, early part of the game. So um, I'm, I agree with you on that. Something we have, we have a couple minutes left. Just something that's interesting to me. We talked about this PJ on the show last week. I was reminded there was this article on, on 538, like eight years ago, seven years ago, and it's always stuck with me. And I, I, I don't use it to make betting decisions, but I do think it's interesting. And the idea is when a coach and a quarterback don't win in the first few years, you should get rid of one of them because it means it's never going to happen. That's the idea. And the historical examples that are provided are essentially, and I actually took it and ran with it at the time. And I actually did not just the Super Bowl winners, but the Super Bowl losers. So like making the Super Bowl and like, do you do it by just sticking together for a really long time? And to be fair, like most franchises will run out of patience. It's not because, you know, there have been so many quarter coach, coaches and quarterbacks don't stay together for 10 years. They just don't because uh, that's how, not how football works. Still, like, I think really telling that, like, if you don't win with a pairing really early, honestly, and there's like 50 years of evidence to support this. I mean, even winning in like the fourth year is weird that it took so long as a pairing of a coach and a quarterback. It's only happened a few times. Like if you don't win right off the bat, got to change something. And it's so funny because I think about how Lamar was getting shopped last year and then everybody mm -hmm. had the jokes like, well, you could have had him for nothing. Like, I don't know. How do you think the fan bases feel right now? Yeah, could have had him for nothing. And you get that and you get that. 
in a playoff game. Maybe it's not his fault. He's a dynamic, awesome player. I just think that's really interesting. Like, clearly Harbaugh and Lamar will both be back next year. They just had an outstanding individual, like, remarkable season. But I, I'm always struck by that. Josh Allen and McDermott will be back again next year, probably for, like, year seven or eight. There's no historical comp for it just finally working. And that's pretty probably pretty depressing, I think, for Ravens fans because the team will be good. But that's always kind of stuck with me. And, you know, what's been a big topic this morning, and I think most Ravens fans want, is they actually want to get rid of Harbaugh and they want Mike McDonald to be the new head coach just because of how highly we think <laughs> of him. Is that really a thing today? Is that really big a thing time. to fire Harbaugh? Just because of they want Mike McDonald to not leave oh, the okay. organization. Like Which that's, he will, like tomorrow. <laughs> Which he will. He will. So, like, yes, like he's probably like off today. to Seattle. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it's, it's not more of a Harbaugh thing. It's just how much we love Mike McDonald and we just think he's this young defensive genius and he's going to be great and we just kind of want to keep him in the organization. And if that means getting rid of Harbaugh, then, you know, I think people... Wow, you guys are cutthroat. You get rid of, like, yeah. one of the most successful coaches of all time. Guy won a Super Bowl. <laughs> and you're like, ah, get him out. He did. What has he ever that done? That speaks to Mike McDonald. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see... Uh, you know, there's some talk that maybe Washington even takes him and not Ben Johnson. So we'll see. One hour down, hour number two next. You better, you bet. We're going to be over on Stadium. So make sure you go to watchstadium.com. You can check us there. PJ Glasser filling in for Nick Costos today alongside with Ken Barkley here. You better, you bet. Hour number two coming up next.